The Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. I, Madam Adams, am about to interview one of the most famous musicians of all time from one of the most famous groups of all time. He is playing with his group, the Beach Boys, this week at Carnegie Hall. Here he is, Mike Love. Happens to be Mike Love calling Cindy. That's correct. This is one of the extreme pleasures for me. I am about to speak to Love of the Beach Boys. I am very to talk to you because I have loved you for generations. Can you tell me the difference in all these audiences? You've been everywhere, Norway, Sweden, Belgium, wherever the hell you've been. What is the difference in these different audiences? I don't know. Our music preceded us around the world. We've, uh, you know, our song Kokomo was number one for eight weeks in Australia, but we've had number one records in Spain and in Germany and England and all over uh, Scandinavia, uh, not to mention Canada and so on. But, uh, you know, so, so yes, we've been blessed to be able to go out and play concerts all over the world. The audiences are, used to be you go to Japan and, and they were a little bit reserved, but not anymore. They got into rock and roll and uh, that was it. They, they, they got the spirit. Anyway, I... so, yeah, the, we, we've just found that the successive generations of, of people have been coming to Beach Boys shows for for uh, decades now, and we love it. Oh, of course you do, and I understand that. I just wondered if some audiences are a little more enthusiastic or scream more or jump up more. I didn't know what, whether they were different in different countries. Well, that that's, it has to do with the age of the audience members. You know, the, if, if it's a young audience in a festival setting, yeah, they they, they jump around and, and, and they sing along and stuff like that. If they're an older audience in a in a, in a uh, proper theater, like we're going to be Monday night, we're going to yeah. be at, at, Carnegie. at Carnegie Hall, right? And ironically, we have a, a box set out called Ceylon Sailor, and we have a live album from 50 years ago in Carnegie Hall. What is the difference when you work in Carnegie Hall? I mean, you guys are so successful and you're so celebrated. I understand all that. But is there not a little fear or a little ex- extra excitement about working in Carnegie? Well, yeah. I mean, like if you do Royal Albert Hall in London, it's like, uh, I always say for the Catholics, it's the Vatican. For musicians, it's Royal Albert <laughs> yeah, Hall. Yeah. And the similar kind of, of vibe when you go to Carnegie, it's such an iconic place. And so, you know, it, it, it is, there, there is a specialness to it. It's, you want to do the best you can possibly can. Mike, do you remember WABC during the Cousin Brucey days? Do I ever? I remember Cousin Brucey once told me that when he first heard Good Vibrations in 1966, he didn't like it, but he got to like it. But uh, you know, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny because it wasn't like Surfing USA or I Get Around or Fun, Fun, Fun or Help Me Ronda or any of those songs or California Girls. But so it was a little different, and it got some taken used to, uh, getting used to from Brucey. But I, I just spoke to him the other day. He's still on the radio doing his thing and playing those songs we all love. You guys are so successful and so famous, but how does it work together 
when you all have maybe a disagreement or a fight beforehand when you go on stage? Does it all well, ever get affected or some or something? I don't. I don't think we carried our stuff on the stage ever. Um, if there was a disagreement, I mean, um, you know, my cousin Brian decided to leave the touring group in 1964, and yeah. Glenn Campbell took over for six months, and then Bruce Johnson joined the group and sang uh, California Girls with us in 1965. So there may have been departures, and and maybe we do things separately, but. We don't, we're not at each other's throats by any chance. By any, I mean, we've got, we've got a lot of history together, but most of it is very, very positive. I mean, we've been so successful and blessed. Listen, I've been at the Post even before Alexander Hamilton founded it, and I can still fight with a few people. Ah. So I figured everybody else does too once in a while. That's right. And I say when we do Carnegie Hall, I'm going to tell the audience, say, well, I remember the grand opening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. How does a song start? I don't know how the idea comes. How does a song begin? It depends. Sometimes you have a lyrical idea. Sometimes you have a musical idea. If Brian came to me with a musical idea and he didn't have much going on lyrics, I would supply the lyrics. Like, for instance, he did a great track for Good Vibrations. It was really avant-garde. It was really interesting, unique track. But he didn't have the words. So I came up with, I'm picking up Good Vibrations, which follows the bass line. And then I wrote all the words uh, on the way to the studio. I dictated the poem that are the lyrics uh, for Good Vibrations. So there was a spontaneity of writing the lyrics along with the structure of doing the track in several different uh, studios over a few different months. So, yeah, it can happen in either way. Uh, either words come first, or the poem comes first, or or the music comes first. You know, I, I, I'm going to ask if things ever go wrong on your tours. I have schlepped around the world, all over, all over Asia. And in Laos, there was thousands of pounds of equipment that was lost on Lao Air. And my husband was about to conduct an event for the king and queen that were in Thailand. And we didn't have 40,000 pounds of equipment. Did you ever have something like that go wrong or, or ever lose your equipment? Not that affected our shows because we have an excellent crew that goes ahead of us and takes care of whatever needs to be taken care of. But we've had stuff stolen, like entire, uh, you know, trailer full of uh, of stuff stolen. So we just had to get it replaced in time to do a show. What do you think of today's music, Mike? I don't very much get involved with what's going on right now. I, I prim, primarily listen to, uh, you know, Sirius Radio uh, 60s on 6 or whatever, to, and uh, wondering if they're going to play one of our songs, and they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Everybody does. And, what you do know, you we're think? Going on a, go ahead. Go, we're going go. On, we're, yeah, we're going on a cruise in March, March 3rd through the 7th, and we're going to be with the Temptations, the Isley Brothers, the Righteous Brothers, and our friend Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray is going to come on board, too. So we're going to go. There's going to be so much music on that cruise. It's going to be great. What kind of a cruise is this? This is a cruise on Norwegian, Air, Norwegian uh, uh, 
cruise lines out of Miami to Belize and to someplace in Mexico and then on back to Miami. And all kinds of music. It's, it's our cruise, the good Beach Boys Good Vibrations Cruise. What do you think of the ticket mess with Taylor Swift? Well, it's not only Taylor Swift. The, the Carnegie Hall, which we're playing on Monday night, was kind of screwed up when when, when they went when we went on sale. It, it, it took a while to straighten things out. So I don't know the the real ins and outs of it. But I but you know even even with all the technology in the world, you can still have snafus. No, I know you can. I know you can. What is your favorite music besides yours? What do you listen to if you're if you're home by yourself? You know, I love all the the old stuff that I grew up on. The doo-wop songs are so great, and the still of the night, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I I love the Everly Brothers. I love Chuck Berry. I, I love all that the the founders of rock and roll and stuff like that, and all the contemporaries of ours, the Beatles, yeah, the, the Eagles. You know every you know everybody that that came after uh, those founders. Uh, so I, I'm just a big rock music fan. What about New York? What's your favorite arena here? I don't know the Carnegie Special. There's no question about <laughs> yeah, it. But we yeah. played we played in Central Park years ago when it rained and people loved it. it was, we had a great time. Um, you know we played all over the place. You know in, in Madison Square Garden and. And, uh, you know, out on the islands, you know, Jones Beach. And, uh, you know, we, we played in the Theater of the Round in Westbury. And on Tuesday night, we'll be at the Paramount out in Huntington, which is a fantastic venue. Love that place. Listen, Mike Love and the Beach Boys is more famous than the Statue of Liberty, for God's sakes. I'm just telling you, I was thrilled <laughs> and happy to talk to you honey and someday i'm going to come backstage will you be nice to me when i do that i will roll out the red carpet thank you <laughs> thanks for talking to me mike thank you and good luck at carnegie hall tomorrow thank you cindy thanks baby bye right bye-bye this is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.